Hello, and welcome to the Good Fight Podcast. This is season two, episode 23 already, and we're entitling it, We Speak Out Because We Love. Uh, it's uh, me, Brian, flying solo today. Uh, Denver's got uh, is busy, busy with some school stuff, uh, but uh, he sends his uh, his greetings, and he's the one that kind of edits and puts together the podcast. So he's behind. He's involved behind the scenes. But we're going to kind of change it up a little bit uh, for today. I'm going to give you the quote of the week uh, first thing in just uh, a second. Uh, just before I do that, though, uh, I, I've heard many pastors, when they get up to start preaching, they tell the congregation that they're preaching to themselves, and uh, the congregation just gets to listen in. So I feel a lot uh, like that myself today, that I'm, I'm this, this is really some personal struggles that I have uh, have have tried worked with and worked through as I seek to deal with this fire in my belly about what to, uh, to say as I want to present the gospel as a Christian believer, but also speak into the, the culture. But more on that later. Here is the quote of the week. And then uh, after our break, I'll tell you who the quote is from, kind of an unlikely source. Here's the quote. How much do you have to hate somebody not to proselytize? And let me say just by proselytize, not to share uh, a, a truth that you feel passionate about. Continuing, how much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? If I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe it and that that truck was bearing down on you, there's a certain point where I tackle you. And this issue, these the issues we're talking about, this issue is much more important than that. So when we come back from uh, our short, first short break, our first session, we'll be telling you kind of the unlikely source of that quote and uh, unpack it a little bit for us. Be right back. I'm back with our uh, first segment here, uh, that even an atheist gets it. So have you heard of Penn and Teller, the Las Vegas uh, magic act? Well, it's very interesting. That quote was from Penn Gillette, the pen of Penn and Teller, uh, who apparently is a very outspoken atheist. And that unlikely quote came out of a situation where after one of his shows, one of uh, the people that had been in the audience came up and gave him a, a Gideon New Testament, wrote in the front of it, and wanted to share the gospel with uh, with him. And he, the guy sharing even mentioned that he was he was proselytizing. I don't really like that word. I mean, maybe witnessing or or trying to 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 share the truth or or whatever. But that's the word that uh, that Penn uses. So we we'll use it in the quotes. But he, uh, instead of being put off uh, as, as an atheist and, and trying to put this guy down, uh, it sounds like he admired the guy's sincerity. And uh, apparently he exhibited enough knowledge of the gospel uh, to be able to articulate that it, uh, there was a difference in between heaven and hell and that Jesus died for our sins and provide, provided the forgiveness of those sins that we need to have eternal life. So he, he knew that. He didn't believe it but really applauded the guy's sincerity. And so uh, just e even an atheist can put together that if, if we can see and believe a truth enough, then 
it is not very loving to other people if it's a, a matter of life and death that uh, that we don't share it with them. Now, obviously, there are uh, moral and non-moral issues and things like that, and we're not going to uh, particularly die because somebody likes a different flavor of ice cream than us. But there are life and death issues that even if people aren't going to ultimately uh, agree with us on, that it's important to share. So uh, no matter what that problem is, and as, as Christian believers, we believe that, that outside of Christ we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Or if we can see, based on our knowledge of history and our looking at uh, what's going on in the world and in the culture, if we see that, uh, that the culture and leadership are taking us in directions that have proven themselves to be uh, bankrupt and, and destructive, then it's our loving responsibility to speak out. So whether it's getting people away from a speeding truck, like uh, um, like Penn, uh, Penn said, or whether it is getting somebody out of a burning building when they don't know that it's burning or off a sinking ship, uh, maybe we don't see the evidence yet, but that doesn't mean that it's not happening. And I, I love uh, the, the, uh, the example of the designer of the Titanic, whose name is Thomas Andrews, was on the ship that fateful night, that fateful voyage. And he knew very quickly when he assessed the evidence, uh, he under, he knew that because he had designed the ship, that it the ship was going to sink. And, uh, you know, we can kind of go back to our theme of uh, the difference between thinking and feeling that he was thinking, he was examining the evidence. And because he was the designer and was aware of that, he could put that together and uh, could overcome the uh, the emotion of the moment, whether it was called unsinkable or not, uh, the, the, the feelings of people, oh, I'm just going to go back to bed. This isn't any big thing. We'll be back underway real soon. That, no, he was uh, very active in trying to uh, get a response and to save as many lives as possible. So that, that's, that really did resonate and, and helped give a good voice to something I've been feeling inside is that with this fire in my belly and putting together things and, and seeing things the way they are, that if I don't really try to share that with people, then it's not very loving of me. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, to package that in as winsome a way as possible. I'm trying to, to, to be the least offensive as I possibly can. But realizing that it, that just the message itself is going to be offensive to some people, whether it's the gospel or the stuff about the culture and things, it's going to be offensive to people. And yet it's my responsibility to speak out and to try to, to, to save the people from the burning building. So uh, the rest of this session, I'm going to uh, give you kind of the tale of three speakers and one of the things uh, things I want to connect is that these three speakers have very uh, they're different ages, they're different styles, uh, but really they're speaking of the same things, and then kind of uh, put that together with another voice that uh, is very polarizing and off-putting that also I would say is saying a lot of the same things. So stay tuned. We'll uh, let you know the first of these three speakers after our break. Welcome back to the Good Fight Podcast. I'm back with our first of the tale of three speakers. This particular speaker, uh, I guess you could 
classify him as an old guy. He's got uh, four years on me. So he's uh, 69 years old, turned uh, 69 on September 5th. So happy birthday. Uh, his name is, uh, well, he is a very calm and reasoned and intellectual voice. So if you like that kind of thing, if you like thinking through things kind of step by step, looking at things from an intellectual kind of a bookish way, then uh, you'll really like his approach. Uh, that man is Victor Davis Hansen. And uh, he is a fellow at the uh, Hoover Institution out of uh, Stanford. He's a historian and uh, has been quite outspoken about uh, kind of connecting the dots in history with uh, things going on in the current culture. And uh, there's a wonderful resource, uh, an interview of him by a former uh, Australian prime minister, I believe, or deputy prime minister. And uh, a very good conversation about a number of uh, different issues going on in the world and, and in the culture uh, from the kind of perspective that we are, that we, that we value. And uh, I, I really recommend um, this. Uh, if, if you're going to listen to one of the resources this week, this would be the one I would recommend. But uh, he is saying a lot of the same things, uh, but just in a very intellectual and reasoned, calm way. Uh, it's about a 50-minute listen, and I'd recommend listening to it, uh, trying with as few distractions as possible. But uh, he touches on a lot of the whys and wherefores and connections. So I just want to point out some things, uh, a couple of things about that as I listen through it. I've listened through it at least twice. Uh, it, it's that meaty that it's it's been very good. So, um, and, and just in our quest for why speak out, and and how an individual voice like Victor Davis Hanson or us is going to go about that, maybe differently from other people, but it's basically our way of packaging the same message. So one of the things that came out of this, and, and from an Australian and American both talking, both of them realized that the stuff going on in American culture right now, they're talking about the midterm elections, and, and we would just say that those are very important to pray into, to be involved with, to try to contribute to, uh, that they really are a watershed for us to try to get back uh, control o over the Congress and be able to make something out of that, not just to have it, but to make something out of it. But they both said that this is not only important for the U.S., but, the, but for the future of the world. And I know even saying that, that it sounds like the stuff coming out of a Bond movie, you know, that, oh, there's going to be a new world order and we have to, to prevent this. And, you know, James Bond, in the midst of all of his uh, romantic escapades, uh, comes through and saves the world one more time. And we see that you know, in, in a lot of other uh, media. Uh, but it, it was interesting that even the non-American host acknowledges this. And we see that from so many people across the world. We see it from, from immigrants, from even third world countries that came and point out, this is so wonderful, from Eastern Europe, uh, pointing out the same thing, that what we have here is very special in history and it's worth trying to preserve and uh, and 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 to maintain. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, he pointed out that the, just the rabid um, uh, anti-Trump uh, sentiment that is still out there and has been out there really since he he threw his hat into the ring, and how um, how how disconnected that thing, whether you call it Trump derangement syndrome or not that all of that um all of that passion is from the real issues at hand and and not balancing out 
with the objectively good things that were happening under his administration. And uh, people uh, heard a, a Republican Senate candidate who's really a never Trumper on, on uh, Meet the Press happened to get a little bit of that. And they were pointing out that, hey, under Trump, there were not all these thousands and thousands of people pouring over the border in an uncontrolled fashion right now. Uh, we could talk about energy policy. We could talk about our our our, our status in the world, where the Ukraine would have happened, uh, and and uh, and and things. But the 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 anti anti Trump uh, passion really kind of masks the fact that if you take Trump out of the picture, it really is not him. Although he shoots himself in the foot a lot, and we'll talk about that more in a second. But uh, it, it really is the ideas uh, that are there that people are passionately against. And so uh, it's good for us to remember that we need to, instead of attacking and destroying individuals, we, we unlike them, I feel, we can win on the basis of the, of the arguments and the position, uh, whereas the other one is pretty untenable uh, and indefensible. And maybe that's why they have to yell so much. Um, Another thing to point out that uh, that that this the the situation is very dire, and we we don't want to be alarmist, but but they point out we have to be serious twenty four seven, and when I do the wrap up at the conclusion today, we'll talk about some of the other uh, things about that. That um, uh, and and the other thing is that this cannot be about Trump personally, especially in the midterms. We can't worry about the Mar-a-Lago raid. We can't worry about the election, the twenty twenty election. Uh, and the the voter irregularities. It's got to be on the issues. And there are so many issues where the bankrupt policy, no matter how Trump didn't get elected or how Biden got in, that it's the policies that are directly influencing uh, things in the nation in a bad way, where there's the crime, the energy, the border issues, uh, the, the economy and the inflation and so many other things. So, uh, and, and, Davis Hansen points out that really Trump, if he is going to, if he wants to be a, a player, he's got to dial it back and realize that, that especially now he is every time he, uh, if he goes off emotionally, it's taken a half of a day or a day of the news cycle away from being able to focus on the real issues that now people are seeing. I'm sad they have to see them because of the bankrupt leadership. Uh, but now that they're seen, so he's he has got to uh, back off on that or other people need to come along and kind of take his place in that. And he talks about how the, the wonderful uh, people that are coming up through the ranks, whether it's DeSantis or Mike Pompeo or uh, Nikki Haley or, or other people like that, whereas on the on the the other side, the, the side of the left, not all that that many or any good good people out there. So, uh, and, and the last thing they point out is that, uh, as I just said, the the left, uh, the, the the issues are so weak that they have no other thing to to focus on destroying people and to divide us over uh, whether it's race or whether it's uh, other ways to divide. And we don't have to do that. We have a message that is going to have a broad appeal, and we need to figure out how to get it out there. So that's the tale of our first uh, speaker. After the break, we will come back and tell you about the other two speakers that we have in mind, uh, both uh, younger and uh, with conservative different styles. Be right back.
back with the uh, second and third of our tale of three speakers. Uh, our next speaker is uh, a, a middle-aged man, a journalist, uh, who seems to be courageously addressing uh, some of the issues. And really, he's talking about the same things that Victor Davis Hanson is talking about. Uh, he's much more uh, outspoken. He's much more passionate. Uh, it's a very different style, has kind of a weird, uh, funny laugh that uh, seems to kind of go off in strange places sometimes. But uh, maybe, you know, uh, who I'm talking about is Tucker Carlson. So Tucker Carlson has a style and anybody that's got a style is going to tend to be polarizing. But uh, just like I say uh, that, that ideas really don't have a skin color, uh, that uh, you, you've got to think about the ideas and the things that the, these people are putting forth. And if you choose to, to listen or not, it, sometimes they have good things to say. They may not be people you choose to regularly listen, but I hope that, you, that we can consider them their, our fellow uh, people in the, the battle for these things that are so near and dear to our heart that we're so passionate about. Uh, so he's, uh, Tucker's 53. He is, uh, a, a, a Fox news person. He's got his own website. I, I put one of his, um, his evening, uh, broadcast Tucker Carlson tonight to YouTube broadcast up in the resources. Uh, you might want to hurry up and do that. Cause I'm not sure how long it'll be up on his, uh, on his website, but, uh, it was very good. It was from, um, uh, the, uh, one of his recent broadcast where he had Carrie Lake, the uh, gov gubernatorial candidate for Arizona on, a very articulate woman that uh, we are really, is really looking good that she's going to be winning. But, um, but check it out. Uh, it, and, and if he is good on the essentials, then, then see what he has to say. He tends to kind of get people stirred up uh, emotionally and that appeals to some people and it doesn't appeal to others. I like it for the most part. There's some of the stuff that I that I don't. But uh, as with some of these people, and even our next speaker, uh, if if he doesn't appeal to you, then listen to his guests. He gives a platform to a lot of different guests that will really help us in our ability to be informed and to be able to to speak out. So uh, I hope that you'll check out this link. I, I think it was a good um, good. Uh, good session and good, very representative of um, what he uh, really stands for. All right. Now to our third speaker. Uh, this is a, a relatively young person. He's 29 and uh, he has really been involved and, and come into uh, his own, his, um, I was going to say his ministry. He is a, a, an outspoken uh, uh, believer but uh, his uh, organization's been going for over 10 years and really kind of cut its teeth in the, the, the pre-Trump. And then uh, during that, uh, that era and was able to kind of be involved and have a seat at the table and a, and a voice and some of that. But uh, I'm talking about Charlie Kirk. And uh, once again, he is a, a person that has a style. He has a gift of, of speaking, of being able to think on his feet, uh, to be able to articulate issues. And once again, you may like his style or not. Uh, I, I, as a person who's kind of invested in pouring into the next generation, and that's uh, in our, our Good Fight 71, that 71 is for Psalm 71, where it talks about sharing the, the truths, the eternal truths with the next generation. And so I think Denver's and my involvement is Ill illustrative of that. And Charlie Kirk also uh, represents that. But he is really helping uh, young people 
and uh, now at churches to be able to get involved, to be informed uh, and involved in the culture and uh, and uh, and in the in the gospel and the spiritual realm. And I'll just take a second to reiterate one more time: the gospel is the most important thing. And uh, and yet these things aren't mutually exclusive, and we can talk about them uh, in the same way and uh, uh, trying to achieve uh, as much unity as we can in Christ, but also kind of um, put together the way forward as we try to think biblically about these issues and come to some conclusions about those. So uh, I hope that you, if you haven't been exposed to much of his work, that you'll listen to a few of the podcasts. And and uh, again, even the guests, listen to what the guests have to say. And that might help uh, if, if his style doesn't particularly appeal to you, at least uh, help give you some good information as you try to... Uh, to, to weed through that. <laughs> so I'm going to be back in just a second uh, with a conclusion, some kind of takeaways as we explore this new format. Uh, as I send out an, an, an email every week uh, about this and kind of post it on our Facebook page about some of the resources, we're, re- we're not in- inventing the wheel in any way here. There are people out there like Charlie Kirk and Victor Davis Hansen that are going to inform you about the depths uh, of the issues much better than we can. So our goal is just to expose you to these. Today's um, broadcast is to get you to try to, 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 to justify speaking out on these issues that, that truly have uh, implications for the future and then into eternity as well. So we'll be back with some uh, takeaways that we want to try to have and uh, then conclude our broadcast that way. back with the conclusion of today's um, episode of the Good Fight podcast. Uh, we speak out because we love. And uh, so I've just, I've got a few takeaways and points and I'll, I'll make them quick and, and just uh, touch on them real briefly. But I think they're all important as we, uh, again, as we try to um, help truth seekers like you and, and me figure out what our place is and what our voice is in this good fight that has been foisted upon us, whether we like it or not. So here's number one. Uh, If you really think and listen to these people, the three I've mentioned today, and for a hard pill to swallow, but I would propose even if you listen to the, the essence of what Trump is trying to do, the essentials are all the same. We're going to do a future broadcast about what really are the essentials uh, of, of what we are talking about and, and this for us to keep in mind as we speak, as we vote, as we uh, try to live our lives. Number two, just like Victor Davis Hanson, Tucker Carlson, Charlie Kirk, me and you, we all have unique situations, gifts and voices, and it's up to us to find our own. We want you to, to digest these things and think and pray and then experiment out there. Uh, who are the people out there in your life that you can kind of help get off the sinking ship or at least bring to their their mind some of these issues, including the gospel, if you're a Christian believer? Number three, one more time, the main thing is sharing the gospel. 
uh, and it's not mutually exclusive, as I said before, but God is in control. It's his eternal plan is right on schedule. We don't know what the outcome of this is going to be, but we'll quote uh, John Quincy Adams one more time. The duty is ours and the results are God's. And we are trying to figure out what is, is our duty here and to leave the results to him. Um, we can unite with uh, with non-Christian uh, believers uh, of goodwill uh, about this battle because the, the essentials, all truth is God's truth. And so people that, who can, can see those essentials as being basically true, uh, we can join together with them in this because uh, really as Americans, it really is all our, our, our unity in terms of all of us should be around our liberty. And then we have the freedom to try to make a case for the gospel and, and the eternal thing. But our unity can be in that liberty. We're not going to agree, agree with uh, everybody about everything. And don't try. Um, so uh, I, I don't really like the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene has, has introduced articles of impeachment on President Biden right now. It's just a distraction. Uh, same thing with Lindsey Graham's um, bill to outlaw abortion nationally. I, I just think they're distracting. But I'm going to try to find common ground with them and uh, and and not let that keep that keep me from joining with them uh, in things that we do agree on. Um, that um, we need to be clear on our our priorities and what the essentials are. And like we said, there'll be a whole uh, episode probably dedicated to that sometime in the future. Uh, number four, the battle is on and the hour is late. It's uh, it, it, it's like the scare tactics of the Bond movies and it makes that's made for great entertainment. But I think there's a good case to be made for that. Now, I, I it's not right for us to hunker down in our bunkers or to wring our hands because God is in control. But Victor David Davis Hanson said, we've got to be serious about this 24-7. And I think that's a, a good reminder for me. Um, now, um, uh, we are really in a fight to preserve civilization. And that's, again, that's a big claim, but I think there's a lot of evidence for that. And I'd love to try to make that case. And I think Victor Davis Hanson does make a good case. And they, they also mentioned it's, it's five minutes to midnight. So there's another picture we can put in. Uh, number five, we all have a voice. We all have a platform and we all have an audience. So pray that God will help you identify what your place is in that. Be informed. Uh, look at multiple sources for stuff. Uh, our, our resources we feel are, are worthy of your consideration, but figure out what the things are that are the most helpful, helpful for you that help communicate to you uh, about the what the essential things are. And then be a happy warrior. Uh, and uh, I, I've got this uh, posted in my my daily devotion uh, thing that I look at every day is that uh, remember that you can never give another person what you found, but you can cause him to have a desire for it. That what we want to do is we want to try to be happy warriors. We want to try to be winsome about what we're saying, even as we try to sound an alarm about that. By the way, that uh, quote was from Oswald Chambers devotion book. Number six, uh, find like-minded people to deal with. That's one of the things we're trying to develop in this Good Fight podcast. Share, if this is helpful, share it with other people. I'm looking at other ways we can kind of get this out to other people to at least consider it and see if it might be helpful to them. So if you can do that, um, please uh, be, be, uh, feel welcome to do it. Then you know, read and watch and listen to those um, resources. So again, uh, let us know. 
what you think at goodfight71 at gmail.com. Share your comments on our new format, give suggestions. And then if you have your own personal questions or struggles about, about the practicalities of speaking out, and all that, then maybe let us know. And maybe we can address some of that stuff because if you're experiencing it, likely some other people are too. So uh, Denver, we love you and we miss you. Look forward to you uh, being back. And uh, God bless all of you as we try to seek what our place is and our voice is in this uh, good fight that has such uh, important consequences for us. And more importantly, my precious grandchildren. Take care, everybody. Let us know what you think. Bye.